Hey guys, welcome. And gals, why am I excluding them? Guys and gals, welcome to Down with Joe DeRosa. This is part two of the masculinity discussion that I uh, had with Cameron Esposito. There was so much, so much fire. We had to cut it into two parts. So this is the second part. Uh, we're going to get right into it. If you didn't listen to the first part yet, what, what are you, a fucking sociopath? You know? What are you, you, you watch Empire Strikes Back before Star Wars? No. Don't do this like a prequel thing. Go listen to the first half, then listen to this half. And uh, this, this second half of the discussion takes, I think, sort of uh, an opposite perspective or we kind of delve into the other side of the, of the whole masculinity argument, at least. So uh, I really liked it. I was proud of this one. Check it out. I mean, we can have these philosophical debates, and I would fucking love for everybody to get everything that they deserve in the world. This is what I want to get to the bottom of. Do you really think? <laughs> I can't wait to hear this question. Do you really think there are no situations or examples or anything that you can really cite right now where it's where where men are expected to act less traditionally like men? And forget the negative bullshit of like the they're warmongers and the, blah, blah, blah. I hate all that stuff too. Um, but do you really think? That it's sometimes when I talk when we talk about this pendulum swinging back that it is sometimes very unfair where men kind of get put into a corner with tape over their mouth and it's just like you're a man that means you're a pig that means you're wrong shut up the woman is always right she's always the victim don't you think that's kind of unfair don't you think that that does happen and that is part of the backlash for the ways that our fathers or grandfathers or whoever fucked up. And I had nothing to do with that. I just think, again, so that I had nothing to do with it. That's why I said the reparation things earlier. That's why. Not because I think, like, slavery and women's issues are a direct one-to-one correlation. There are no issues in the world where you can be like, Oh, you well, just changed your tune. Vietnam is, what I'm saying is that you can look at the similarity sure. in, what you just, in the way that you but just here's responded, the, which is that you said, I didn't do it. But and here's the difference between reparations. I would just go back to the same point I just made, which is that you have to do the most good. Right, And so if one guy has to stand in the corner and he has to shut the fuck up, I'm fine with that. But here's the difference between reparations and a guy being told to shut the fuck up. That guy that's being... Reparations don't affect me. Reparations are, are money from the government. That doesn't affect me. That, 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 so you don't think that you should have to... Okay, fair it's, enough. It's a different I understand thing. what you're saying. My question is like, you don't think that... I grew up in a really, really white area, really super white suburb of Chicago. Me too. So I just didn't know any black people when I was when I was growing up. Right. The only black people that lived in my town were Bo Jackson's kids. They went to my school. It was okay. amazing because he was like one of the most famous uh, athletes. Where did he live? He lived like a couple towns over because he had retired from. This was like after. Why he didn't retired. his kids live with him? No, I think they commuted to like the school. Oh, oh, okay. Um, sorry. No, but because it. it was like a Catholic school. Okay, so they went. I got they it. commuted to this school. I got it. It was just like the best. I went to Catholic school too. Yeah, so I mean, uh, my point is, in college, I had a black roommate. That was like the first time I ever lived with a black woman, and uh, there were just moments where if she would talk. I would just listen to what she was saying. 
because I was aware of the fact that there are probably some situations about like the way that she grew up right. that I didn't understand. Sure. And I wanted to know what those were so that I could like do a better job in the future. Right. So I just, I'm saying like, I think that's what women want. If you, if you think that women want more than just like an awareness of where they've, of where you've come from. I think women from men, this is, I think what women want. I think women want an awareness of where men came from. And I think women want an awareness of where women came from and the ways that those things are different. And also the ways that we can like listen to each other better to make it easier on each other. I, yes. Like if you said to whoever you were with, you said to your, and you know, also gender and masculinity and femininity, a lot of this is also social construct. This isn't necessarily who we are at our most basic, but it's who we are because we grow up with the things around us. Right. So if you end up with this woman and you say to her like, hey, because of the way that I grew up, it's hard for me as a guy to always say exactly how I feel, but like, I love you. Sometimes when I get angry, I like might say that like, I don't know, somebody's a bitch, like just to go back to your thing. And like, you should just be like, okay, honey, I'm on your side. Mm -hmm. I think that you're, whoever you're with, I would hope that she would be like, Okay, got it. And because of the way that I grew up, I'm I was taught to be very emotional. And so sometimes if I'm feeling if it feels like it's too emotional, you should just be like, "Honey, uh no problem." Right. Like we should just acknowledge the fact that like we have different stuff coming in. And of I hope course. that that's what ends up for you. I I just of don't course. I think that I think you're nobody would nobody would really want what you're saying which is that I don't what? think any of these women would really want for men to be like cowering in the corner and shamefaced between their legs. I think uh, if you start a movement, you have to be fucking strong about your movement. It's the same way that like if I said to you I disagree with that. And here's why I disagree with that because you when you brought up when you brought up uh, black people and the and the struggles that they've gone through 5% nation of Islam particularly in the 60s would have absolutely had no problem with saying the white man has faded away forever. Good. That's good. Okay, yeah, I, that's what I'm saying. So but, I think there are absolutely extremist uh, but feminists again, you gotta out there. But you got to look at the most good. So, you're, so you are spending so much time and energy as you think about your own masculinity, focusing on these extreme 5% feminists, because I'm a feminist, but you know what? From the way you're right. talking about it, you're a fucking feminist too because you want women to be treated equally that's all feminism is. Sure. And these like five percenters, I mean, they exist about everything. Those well, are the people who but, fucking bring guns to like Walmart. But that's they what exist I've been about everything. saying from the beginning but of the podcast. But they're not relevant. You kept saying no, they don't exist. Because they, because five percent is ever approaching zero. Well, I, I don't know about that. I don't know about that. Five percent may be in theory approaching I think zero you're, but you're, it does certainly you're Fox does not using it where you're saying like this is a legitimate I'm person not and Fox, this is a person hold on a second you're saying that this 95% of women that are rational and want to be treated the same and do want their fucking money when their husband cheats on them and leaves them that 95% is not the same I don't as understand the 5%. how cheating equates to money I don't I'm sorry I don't and and if it ends a relationship and that woman's job has been to be your wife and to be the mother of your kids she should get money Fine, she should. Some. 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 But we like some. did some movement in this conversation. I We've done like. a lot of movement. Yeah. But I think you're picturing me as this like Bill O'Reilly type who sits in a like in here all day being like, 
they, the fucking immigrants are going to take over and the women are going to cut our dicks off. And, and I'm not. No, like, I, I don't see I it that way at all. I identify probably much more with women than I do with men. When I was a kid, and I hated sports my whole life. When I was a kid, my uncle and my dad, my uncles and my dads and my male cousins would all at you know a holiday afternoon, whatever, watch football in the living room. And I would sit with my aunts and my mom and have cake and coffee and talk. Uh, my best friends in the world aren't all women, but are. I have several very, very close female friends. I remain friends with 90% of the girls I date. So uh, I think all of so, this stuff is but, stuff I would believe. But here's the Just thing. Just based on the conversation we've had today. Yes, but that doesn't mean that... Uh, that but I, you know that is, is not what my I'm point, though. This is what I'm going to hear your point, and then I'm going to. Here's my point. Give, my point is this: I think it's identifying with women so much that makes me so angry when I see them act in a certain way, negative way toward men. That's what bothers me. But I think the the number. So I, I'm going to just put it in stand up terms. This is the stand. I'm going to put it in stand up. Let's put it in stand up terms because I I was wondering if we'd get to this. Yeah. Because this is this is the does it happen in every podcast? No, but this yeah. is the most delicate of all the male female conversations we could have is the stand up game. And actually, and, I'm not even going to talk about male female stand ups. I'm going to talk okay. about I'm going to talk about uh, what we have in common. Yes, that I know we will irrefutably agree on, which is stand up. Yes, is like and we both love we both pussy. Love yeah, fucking pussy for <laughs> sure. Uh, all right, so I think that every stand up is so dedicated to the craft. You have to be. Right. Fucking love it. You're in love with it. Right. You love it and you love yourself for doing it. Like, you love being a comic and you love people responding in a positive way. Right. You need it. Otherwise, yeah. why the fuck would we be on stage? Yes. So you get, you get like 100 tweets at you mm -hmm. that are like, I fucking love the shit that you're doing. Mm -hmm. I think you're amazing. And you, you, Joe, know how hard you're working. So yeah. when you get those tweets, you're like, fuck yeah, somebody sees how hard I'm working. Okay. And then you get that tweet that's like, fuck Joe DeRosa. Right. That dude is not funny. I fucking hate him. Right. And that affects you. Yeah. Sometimes I find in myself more than the hundred that are in my favor. It's that one motherfucker who you can't reach, who you're like, why the fuck can't I reach that person? Right. That outlier. Like, that's the person it drives you crazy. Of course, yeah. So this is what I'm talking about. I think that you are looking at this issue and you are looking at that one person who's giving you that feedback that's like, why can't you be a more sensitive guy? Why can't you shut the fuck up and not call? I think you're taking that woman, that like imaginary woman or man. Or man. You're taking that woman or man and you're making him that tweeter, that fucking bastard. And instead you should just block that shit out of your mind and look at the other hundred people who are on your side. Because I just right. think you're taking this extreme viewpoint and you're like kicking it over as if it's more relevant than it is. Well, Fuck those people. All right, all right, yeah, possibly. Fuck those people. Yeah. Well, yeah. Keep doing what you're doing. And I, I start if up. If somebody tells you to stop it, then you just like. I mean, because here's the other thing: you don't you block that person. You don't go and have like a Twitter war with them. Oh, sometimes unless you're do. a crazy person. I do sometimes. You gotta fucking you don't, cut it off. You don't know the animal you're dealing with right now, Cameron. We you, don't know each other very yeah. well. I feel like theoretically we could be dear friends. Yes. Uh, and have really wonderful heated debates over 
drinks and yeah. and I feel like it'd be a really good uh, uh I love screaming. There's nothing yeah. I love more than the yelling we've done in this house. Are yeah. we almost done? Did we finish it? Uh, no. Are we like I can't even tell how long we've been going. I mean we do if I'm you like need to sweaty through my whole If you need to go, we can so stop. Up. Uh no, I mean I just was like I mean I we're we're approaching a two hour mark, if I'm not mistaken. Are we not, Ernie? An hour eighteen. Oh, we're only at an hour eighteen? Oh okay. god damn it. How long is this supposed to be? It's only supposed to be an hour. So I thought we were close to two hours and I was like, oh, we're gonna get two episodes out of oh. this. Well let's uh let's let's yeah. just let's just I? bow out. I just I mean, just to. because I feel like I feel like we've like figured out the point that we disagree on, which is like how important this the difference is. Yes. Like how, the, how important how, the two different the two opposed factions are. Yes. Like like how and also how extreme like if if a uh, if somebody wants you to tone down your masculinity how extreme like you're looking you, you I think you're looking at this this I see this person as being an outlier and I think we are all trying to move towards creating better lives for each other. It seems like you're finding like a lot of challenge from maybe a smaller number of people. I'm not. I'm not finding as much. Here's the thing: we're since we're in the discussion, we're I'm in the discussion. You know what I mean? Like I'm yeah. letting it letting it fly because it's what we're talking about. But I certainly am not that troubled by this on a day to day basis because <laughs> I have an equal dislike for the opposition of that. Uh, the extreme you know, opposition. Maybe that's why. I th- maybe that's another thing that I would just say. I would just point this out. Maybe that's another thing that makes this so hard for you. Is I think for a woman that's in that situation, she probably thinks about this every day, all day. Really? Yes, I think so. Yeah. Well, I mean, possibly. Like if you're in, if you're in the party that is that has traditionally been wronged, I think it affects you on a day to day basis. Sure. Sure. Yes, I would agree with that. But my point is, is we never even got to bashing the other side of it yes which is the overly macho i hate that just as much i can't stand those people you know i can't stand guys that uh that you know uh you know i i mean i know i know guys and it fucking infuriates me here we go now it's gonna swing the other way cameron you gonna (laughs) enjoy this i fucking can't stand it when a guy i know when a straight man i know and i go i go you know, he's a good-looking dude. Is uh, that's Sam Rockwell? <laughs> Sam Rockwell again. Uh, and the guy goes, "Oh, whoa, whoa, dude, come on, man." That's come awful. On. I'm so I sorry if you really have to hear that. That is so stupid. There's nothing stupider in the world that, than that. It's to me. fucking retarded. And right. that's that's the that's the exact opposite of the other thing that we were talking about. And I hate that just Actually, as much. Actually, it's interesting that you would say that it's the exact opposite because, so my my fiance is also a comic and she was at an open mic last do night. I, do I know her? Rhea Butcher. I don't know if you know her. Uh, I don't but know if I know her. It, she's, she, she, um, she was at a show last night. She was texting me because she was like, I just heard the most hilarious, like sometimes we gotta have to keep each other abreast on like what really like wild things are being said about women or gay people. And she was like, I just heard the best one. She's like, I just heard a guy get up on stage and talk about how he doesn't wash his asshole because he's not gay. Wow. Because assholes are gay. 
<laughs> right? Like in his mind, his own butthole is trying to get him to fuck it. Right. Like, and she was like, the best part about this is like, he also has a dick. Right. Which is like, so if you're, I mean, if we're going to break down what gay dudes are, mm-hmm. uh, they're, you know, they like are men. Asshole. Yeah. So they are, they are yeah. men. So they do have those things. Yeah. But, um, you know, like buttholes, not super gay. No, no. no. I mean, like, they're, you know, they're, they can't, they can be used for sex. They can be used by, in a gay uh, way. lots of different types of people, sure. you know, uh, just because you can be used in a gay way doesn't make it gay. That, the like, color pink, for instance, can be used in a gay way. Doesn't make it gay. Uh, <laughs> also, get over it. Uh, uh, I mean, I just that's oh, literally. I, it's amazing, also, because we were laughing so hard. Just like this poor guy, like that, like he, like his. Can you imagine what your life is like if you can't I, wash your own asshole? I remember, I, like w- the constant fear that you must live in in your <laughs> daily life. Like, because not only does your ass like smell and feel awful, but also like. You are that terrified that you are going to turn yourself gay? I, I'm going to take you the other way on this. I, I love washing my asshole. It's my favorite part of the shower. It's great. Very refreshing. Very refreshing. You know that's when you're truly clean. Yeah. It feels good a little bit. It feels great. Of course it feels great. That's why we want to shit. Yeah. If it didn't feel great, we wouldn't be able to go to the bathroom. Exactly. Exactly. The, uh, I remember I once wore a pink shirt. I have pink shirts. Yeah. I've got a few of them, Cameron. Like a button down? Yeah. Uh, and, and I remember I wore a pink shirt once to a, uh, a show and these comedians, like they just wouldn't let it go. They made fun of me endlessly. And I was just like, guys, it's a fucking pink shirt. Like it's, it's a cool fucking shirt. It looks great with these jeans and like, it you looks like a, a good man's... skin tone for pink. I got you a great do. skin tone for pink. I don't mind yeah. saying it myself, Yeah, <laughs> you know, but like they just couldn't, they just couldn't fucking handle it. And it was just like, you know, do it like. That is so stupid to so me. So I have a theory that this relates to, which is what we, when when Rhea came home, then this is what we were talking about. I think that a lot of that stuff, that like fear of being gay, is actually misogyny. I think it's like oh, yeah. men not wanting to be women. You know, because like, if you really break down, I mean, I've just heard so many jokes over the years. So I feel like I kind of have like this understanding of what guys are afraid of. Because of course we like, joke about our biggest fears sometimes. Right. And it really feels like the biggest thing that guys are afraid of is like a violation being like an enter. Like they, they don't want to be like a, like a, an entryway. They don't mm. want to be entered, which would be very feminine. Right. right. Like that is the way that women have sex. They are entered. I uh, but like to, yeah. to be a guy and to have that barrier break broken is like really scary. I don't mind an entrance. Well, I mean, I mean, I don't want a girl to strap on a dildo and bang me with it. But I don't mind a finger entrance. Because you know, it feels Ernie, good. I don't know what your thoughts are on it. He's into it. He's into it. Ernie silently shaking. Ernie is the silent Bob of this podcast. <laughs> He's so concerned with the sound quality that he won't speak off mic. And he ah. just shakes his head. But I don't mind an entrance. And, uh, you know, uh, I've said this very publicly before. I'm dear, dear friends with a transsexual uh, porn star named Bailey J. And I have made no bones publicly that I would suck her dick in two seconds flat. Do I want to yeah. suck a regular guy's dick? No, but so that's, hers that's I would. Because she's a woman, right? So that that's a little different, right? Well, like she she's was a woman, a man. With, but I mean, what I mean is, she's a woman with a dick. Yes. So that's still a woman. It's still a woman, but it's it's because I'm only going to say this because you know because the biggest the biggest consumers of transsexual porn um are actually straight men because uh, like gay men right. won't necessarily want 
like they're not like only into dick. Right. They want like a man. And it would have to be that like like for me, if I was ever gonna go down that road, it's gonna be a really hot I like what your two little fingers are doing. <laughs> I wish that we could just a little picture of I just wanna know what, what I can't wait to see what these two you're little fingers to, you're about to see. You're about to hear. <laughs> Uh, it'd have to be a really hot woman with a dick. Yeah. And it'd have to be like Bailey style where there is not a trace or the tiniest trace of pubes because once once the pubes erupt on these the These are dick, little pube fingers? These are like, this is the amount of pubes I could take. <laughs> once the pubes on the dick erupt, then it's too much like a man's cock. And I'm like, I, I'm, I'm, I'm out of it now. I, th- I, you know? I understand what you're saying, though. But uh, but I, I think that you're not, that's not as strange as like it might seem in your own mind. Or I don't know if you think it's strange or whatever. I think that like that is, because like, you, I'm assuming you, you like your dick, right? You're into your dick. You think it's cool that you have one. You mean that like you like your soaps, uh, or like you like my dick personally? My you own, you no pers- me. I mean you like your my dick. own dick. Yeah. You weren't saying it like you know Joe. He loves his dick. No. He's always getting dick. That guy. <laughs> I thought you said no, it like, like that. You like your body, right? I mean, or like uh, no, I'm not no, saying you like, like love you your I, no, but I mean like you myself. like that you have a dick. Yeah, it feels good. You yeah, do I, it. You I, use I, it to. Can I tell you something? I don't know if I've ever admitted this publicly. I in the deepest deepest way wish i was a lesbian oh. i wish i was a female lesbian why is that um because dicks are problematic uh they so you uh, don't like your dick no i like my dick just fine i like yanking it okay jerking it if you will yeah i like uh boning stuff with it banging if you will <laughs> uh, i like doing a lot of things with my dick I like having it uh sucked it, yeah is one of the it things. over for Coffee. Um, yeah, yeah. I, I, I like being a dude, but there are so many times where I'm like, I wish I was a lesbian. It would just be, it just seems like, like such a more convenient practice for me because I like girls. I identify more with girls than I do with men. Uh, and also, dicks are problematic. They get You get fucking boners sometimes when you don't want them, and then that's a thing you just got to deal with. Like, there's no way a chick's ever going to be like, you know, there was never a moment in a classroom where they were like, Miss, uh, Miss Espino, come to the board. And you're like, I can't because your pants were soaked through. No. Like, it's like, but as a guy, you'd have a boner. Well, and wait, like, maybe your fuck? pants would be soaked through. You mean, no, because I will From say. arousal? No, 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 no. But I will say that there, there is a female equivalent to this, well, which the, is getting your period. But, but, but. All nobody, over your fucking pants in high school. It happened to every girl that you know. That's embarrassing and that's terrible. But it's not like having a hard on where they're like, what are you, some kind of fucking pervert? Well, I don't know. I think for women, it's, a, it's a, like a, I totally understand what you're saying. Yeah. But I also think it's like the biggest fear. Like, I think we have a biggest fear, too. I'm also, here's another reason I wish I was a, a, a lesbian. Tell me. Um, is because I am, uh, I am a, a sort of aggressive person. I have an aggressive personality. And by aggressive, uh, you know, I'm not a fighter. Uh, I've never been a fighter type um, if I have a few drinks in me and somebody says something to me, I might run my mouth a little bit, but I won't know what to do if he hits me. I'd probably say I'm sorry and <laughs> run away. Um, but I'm not a, a, but I do have a, a bit of an aggressive personality, meaning I'm very passionate, I'm very loud. So I say all the time, when I'm at five, it's like a normal person's 10. So I wish I was a girl because if I was a girl with this sort of intensity, I think A, it'd be a little unique like man that that chick's got some fucking piss and vinegar in her and b it would never come off as 
you know, potentially frightening, honestly. I don't know That's what other word to put, put on well, it. Well, I will say that uh, I think... I, I always think about, like, on stage, the benefits that I have from being a woman. I mean, there's, like, off stage in terms of booking and in terms of the way that I have to look and there's and the fact that I'm in the vast minority. It really sucks in mm-hmm. many ways. Right. But on stage, it fucking rocks to be a woman for what you're talking about because I actually can be very... I'm like very smiley, but I can be really yelly. Right. It's not scary at all. I'm never going to be The only reason I'm ever going to be scary is just the fact that I exist, which does happen. Like right. sometimes dudes will heckle me because they like can't believe there's a lesbian in the world or a female comic. But like other than the fact that I exist, I'm never going to be scary. Yeah. So I agree with you. I mean, I totally, I think that is actually a real thing. Yeah. Like I have, a woman with like a big personality. I have moments on stage where it's like, where I've been like, I've come off and been like, why were they not into, and somebody like, dude, it was, too, you're, you're like, you were being too loud. Like, it seemed like you were barking at them. And I was yeah. like, no, I wasn't. I totally and, know what I you don't mean. get it, you know? And I also think too, that as a, as a woman, when you, when you, when you, uh, uh, delete that masculinity thing, at least in a, when you at least delete the assumption of masculinity, meaning when you walk on stage, the average person male or female, isn't expecting masculinity to come from you. So you're, you're, you're starting from a, a little bit of a more fair place, I think. When a guy comes on stage... I think it's totally opposite, but I'm, I'm curious to hear where you go. I, went, like, finish. I was just going to say, when I go on stage, I already am a guy, and then on top of it, I am a, a bit of an abrasive guy. Uh-huh. So then when I do certain jokes, they come off meaner than I want them to or more aggressive. I used to have a, right. My first album, I have a joke... What am, one of my best bits I've ever written. I'm super proud of it. Um, but I had a hard time with it in the beginning um, because it was about the we. It was, but was when the we and oxygen networks were really like breaking. And I talked about how I thought these networks, you know, made for women by women were going to be like these really wonderful places that would have like Susan B. Anthony documentaries. <laughs> You know, maybe stuff about Gloria Steinem or whatever. Stuff that explored things that would uplift the gender. And, and instead it was just like garbage and like bridezillas. And yeah. I did this whole fucking bit about bridezillas and how the women are so awful and da 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 and, and how they keep saying it's my day, it's my day, my day. And I, it ended with me saying, like it all built up to this final moment where I was like, I just wish for once the guy, you know, that's, just completely a sap through this whole thing. Like right in the final moments of that episode, you know, when she drops her vulnerability, when she drops her guard for two seconds to lean in for the kiss at the altar uh, and she's vulnerable for two seconds, he just fucking lays her out and he goes, fuck you, it's my day. And then you realize that's what he was building towards this whole time with this monster. Funny bit, used to kill, but had a hard time with it. And when I would have a hard time, I'd be like, why is, and people would go, well, because you're talking about a guy hitting a woman. And I was like, yeah, but I'm not talking about it like in the sense of like a guy should hit a woman. It's a joke that this lady's an awful monster and she's ruining everybody's lives and, and cracking like whips on people. And then finally she gets hers in a funny way in the end. And I always felt like, well, if I was a girl, that joke would be much more palatable. You know what I mean? Interesting. I, well, know, I mean, I... You see what I'm Got saying? It. Well, number one, I'm always going to have a problem with jokes. Where <laughs> dude hits a chick. I am. I'm always going to have a problem with that joke. Even, but, but, but just, I I'm get not what you're saying, saying a guy should, 
just making the joke of it would be funny. You can't even you can't even go there with a joke. You should like ask me uh, you, when, any question about how I, what I think about like Louis C.K.'s material later <laughs> because that's, you don't like it. I am assuming. Yeah, I don't like it. I don't like his. Uh, I think his television show. I'm so impressed with right? his show, and I think he's done an amazing job with it. But like his premise. That feels like a very, not like, I'm not saying like, ooh, that's a, but what I mean is like the idea that it's like, and then what if she gets hers? Because I get that in your mind, you're like a very, very, um, you're like a very sweet, approachable, like fair person. Right. I think that's how he portrays himself, you know, sweet, approachable, fair, strong though. You know, you're both strong. Right. And I think that sometimes there's a forgetting for men that like you still are the person you are. And that's what you're saying is that like, Unfortunately, I'm trapped in this being. And mm -hmm. like, at the end yeah. of the day, you could still fucking kill it, woman. Like, you could do it. You could you could joke about woman that. Woman could you, kill me. It would be a lot harder. And I'm agreed. Like, as I said. But women you know, should be in the Secret Service, that, though. Yep. Those, uh, do you date basketball <laughs> players? Is that who we're talking about, though? When we're talking about Bridezillas, is that who we're talking about? Are we talking about a fair fight? We're talking about bridezillas. Right. So what I'm saying is that you already, I know what that looks like. That's not a fair fight. That's not like a, I'm not talking about, you're not, hey. Have you seen the men on those shows? They're like these like fucking Rick Moranis Have you ever types. seen the movie like, Haywire? <laughs> like Gina Carano, that's somebody that should be punched in the face. If it is a woman like that in a movie like that, I fucking love it. Yes. Cameron, you're getting way too deep in this bit. But there's no. my point. Here's my point. I agree with Ricky Gervais's perspective on, on what you can or can't joke about. In his second special, in his second HBO special, he says, "I am telling you jokes. I can joke about anything I want because I'm telling you jokes with the assumption that you are smart enough to know that I am joking." And he goes, "I would never go up to a pedophile and go, hey, buddy, you're gonna love this one.' I wouldn't do that." And that's that's the best. Well, no, I don't think anybody would ever say that you can't joke about it. But here's what I would well, say: that's what I, Yeah, because I'm not saying you can't. I, I'm, I. Uh... Well, that's what I'm saying. You you can, but it is but it's more, more palatable coming from a woman. A lot. Look, you have to write a better joke. You have to write a better joke. It was a fantastic. No, but what joke. I mean is like, okay, so anytime you're taking on a situation, right, where you would be in a position of power, right, you have to write an amazing joke. But I wasn't in a position a of power. I was saying these. But the but you're talking about guys. men versus women. Fine, but I mean, I also think... It's the same thing as like a rape joke, where it's just which like... Which women are the strongest proponents of, by the way. I've heard more rape jokes come out of the mouths of women than than any men. I don't, I like honestly don't even want to get into it. I would just <laughs> say this. You have? Well, you can't just say that. No, that but, but but I mean, I, I am saying that my point was going to kind of speak exactly to that, which is like, if something disproportionately affects a community that you belong to, I think it is easier for the audience to go with you. Um, so that's why those women can make those jokes. And men can make great jokes, but they have to be better jokes because they are starting at a deficit. We're, it's not the stage isn't an equal place. Well, yeah. That's, and just like when you were saying, that's just not to what go I'm back saying. to earlier, which right. is like, you know, when you walked out, you're like, you know, when I walk out, I have to be the guy, they think. And I think that the, when women walk out, they you have to. No, I'm not saying I have to be the guy. That's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is I, I come out on stage, they immediately assume I'm the guy. Right. I don't yeah. have to be that. I know. And I, I'm fighting against that the whole time I'm on stage. So, yes. Yeah, so a woman is fighting against not looking like that initially. Well, yeah. I mean, I think. I mean, every comic is like going to walk out and there's going to be strengths that they bring with them just physically. 
And then there's going to be like strengths that they b- bring with them for the groups that they belong to. Sure. Like I can say, obviously I can say things about lesbians you can't say about lesbians. Of course I can. Why? Be- and I don't mean I can. I mean they will work. That's okay. what I mean. Okay, that's fair. Which uh, is what I'm actually talking about with this whole thing. I'm, I'm using maybe the wrong terminology. Which is well, like, that's fair. I don't think any jokes are off my limits. My biggest concern right now. Can work. My biggest concern right now is that I represent the joke fairly. It kills on my album. I mean, it gets a wonderful. I'm not saying it doesn't kill. Know, that sounds like you I'm, had to write a really good joke. I'm being funny. It, it's a it's a fantastic right? joke. I'm because literally had, proud of it. If you had talked about the same thing, but it had been a shitty joke, that would never have worked. But if but a woman could have a different opportunity. To, like, I have to write great jokes about why I hate men, or like if I ever wanted to write that, because it's not something I can talk about. Well, that's interesting. I'm glad that you brought easily. up a thing that you felt that you couldn't talk about as easily. I'm yes. serious. Because I've always looked at it as, man, girls can just talk about whatever they want. And here's why I've always looked at it like that. Because so many women get up on stage. Lisa Lavinelli is a great example. I mean, she says horrid. I mean, I'm not saying it's not funny. I'm just saying she says like hardly racist stuff. Gets away with it. Gets huge laughs. And she always has. That is not a product of celebrity. I knew Lisa back when she would come through Philly and do like one-nighters when nobody knew who the fuck she was. And I saw her, I remember this, get up in front of a, when I tell you a packed house of black people, a packed house of black people, standing room only. They didn't know who she was. And she got on stage and leveled that fucking room in a way that I haven't seen many comedians do ever. Right. So like she just was able to, she just understood the dance. So I would see her. I'd see the Sarah Sarah Silverman types of comics that talked a lot of, you know, where there was a lot of AIDS, you know, rape, whatever. Um, and it, and my perspective was always like, man, girls, not an angry perspective, but I would just be like, man, girls can kind of get away with shit, man. I can't do that. Like, I can't say AIDS. People are like, whoa, dude, whoa, whoa, whoa. You know, like, right. But, I think there are there are definitely things that women have a harder time talking about. Really? I would say that one of them is actually ourselves. I think that you're traditionally speaking to a mostly male audience. Right. And so they they are going to look at the world through male eyes. Right. right. So then as a woman, you are entertaining. The majority of the people you are entertaining, uh-huh. like, aren't going to give a fuck about what you're saying. Right. So, right. like, and I mean, I'm talking about, because the, the, one of the, like, biggest things that you can do right. to look like a horrible comic if you are a woman is tell a joke about your period. Like, if you are a right. woman and you get up and tell a period joke, that is shameful. Like, right. to, my, to other comics. But that is something that happens to our bodies. Right. And, like, guys, you know, what comic doesn't, hasn't at some point in some way talked about, like, semen on stage? It's a different thing, because I'll give you the male equivalent of the period joke. Because Chelsea Peretti, I worked on, I worked a little bit on a movie called Our w- Women Aren't Funny that Bonnie McFarlane directed and Rich Foss and her produced together. And uh, they interviewed many comedians, predominantly female, to talk about this perspective that ma- that many men have about women, not potentially not being funny. And period jokes came up in it, at least in one of the cuts. I don't know if it's still in the movie. But Chelsea Peretti made this point of, could you imagine if guys bled out of their dick holes once a month, how much they would fucking talk about it on stage? And it's like, I didn't agree with Chelsea's point because there is a male equivalent to the period joke. What is it? The dick joke. Dick jokes are the 
fucking crown jewel of hack whatever. Dick yeah, jokes are the term. That's the but, term you use when you want to shit on a comic. Okay, I understand what you're and saying. And guys do it. They talk about their dicks. They might not talk about something coming out of their dicks, but they talk. And that's the male equivalent of the period joke. But it's, it's not. Like, oh, I don't. God. I do not think it is reviled in the same way because I would oh, say even is. the most. Louis talks about his dick all the time. Do you think he's a hack? Bill, no. Okay, he Jesus. talks about his dick no. in almost every episode of his show and every single like segment of. I think dick there's, jokes are. I'm I not think there's also a B hack, but they but there's also a way where people are like, oh, that's a beautiful dick joke. Oh, that's a joke about his body. Oh, that's a personal joke. There's like all these levels of dick jokes. There are not all these levels of period. Oh, jokes. there's there, there are absolutely the funny period that, jokes. There are absolutely funny period jokes. It's just one of those things like airline food. You better have a great fucking bit on it, or I'm 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 just saying waters. that that uh, more more audiences are going to be comfortable hearing the word dick than they are pussy. Like unless you're serious, Sarah all... Silverman. I mean, let, let's no, let's get away from pussy. period for a second. Not not put. I don't agree with that. That, that, that that's not true. More audience. I don't Men agree. can talk about their bodies in a much more free way on stage. That is absolutely true. Because if you're a woman, you start talking about your body. Okay, most. But audiences are predominantly male. That's fucking true. There might be women in there, but they are, and and absolutely they're they're there as well. But the women will will laugh at the women. The women will also laugh at the men. Men have a harder time laughing at women. That is true. Um, and I'm not saying that, that okay, they don't. don't. I'm a fucking great comic. Men laugh at me, but men have a harder time laughing at women. But what? what because is- women don't say men aren't funny. The fact that that even exists as an idea. No, no, I, I agree. I agree know. with that. I agree with that. But like, what's what's the but what's the other thing you could talk about with your body besides period that you think wouldn't be accepted? I've heard women talk about their boobs. But, but and, then they're sudden. Then they're, you're suddenly sexualized. So if you're a woman, you're talking about your breasts. Suddenly, like all those dudes that are not sure whether or not you're funny are thinking about your breasts. Well, listen, which is why I like tend to not. I mean, I'll talk about my body, but I tend to not because it's. You know, so like you might if you if you talk about your dick, maybe somebody there are going to sexualize you. But like also some people are going to be like, oh, interesting. But if, you, if you're a woman, you talk about your vagina or you talk about your tits like you're immediately. Theoretically. But here's the thing. If you talk about them in the detrimental way that guys talk about their dicks, I don't think you're being sexualized. If a girl got on stage and goes, I'll give you a great example. It's not common. But then she's being gross. But. Well, guys are being gross, and that's why it's funny. But sometimes, it, I'm just saying that sometimes a dick can be a part of a premise and not a punchline. I think it's a little harder to have your breasts in there. I don't agree. I think oh, I've heard women tell like OBGYN stories that are really fucking funny. I'm not saying like, it doesn't exist. I'm saying know? it's more difficult. I don't. I don't. I saw. I, I will say this. I saw Sarah Silverman do a There's show a, where quick. there was a Q and A right after, and the first guy that got up, he asked what her pussy looks like. He asked her to describe what her pussy looks like. Now, Sarah obviously talks about whatever, any range of things. She certainly talks about her body. Mm-hmm. But, like, the idea that somebody would get up and ask that and it would be the first question is very interesting to me. Well, listen, I, there's two ways to look at that. One way is the sexist perspective, not that your perspective on it is sexist, meaning, like, looking at it as a sexist act on that man's behalf. The other way to look at it is, Here's a guy that's heard this girl make a lot of really lowbrow, crass jokes. Uh, and lowbrow, I don't mean in quality. I just mean like by talking about low, you know, fucking really dirty stuff sometimes and thinks I'm going to be funny right now by saying Absolutely. This. So, but here's the other thing too. 
this is the thing that we you haven't mentioned about the dick versus the vagina thing. One of the reasons that dick jokes might be more palatable or funnier in a premise or whatever is because there's nothing mocking, there's nothing self-mocking about the vagina. When guys talk about their dicks, it's self-mocking. Immediately, it's guy with a little dick, he's already in the inferior position. And that's why I think if there was something about like, like I think if like girls started a trend of like saggy tit jokes, it would be similar to the little dick jokes, it, you know, and I've never really heard a girl do that, but who I have heard do that, and she's not a comic, is there's that Erica Badu song where she talks about how she's like a real woman and her breasts sag. And yeah. I remember when she said that in the song, there was nothing about me that was like, ooh, ugh. it was literally like, Oh man, yeah, she's talking. About I, I love the point that you just made. You know? I I love it. I just think that there's also. Is that the first time we almost like fully agree? Yeah, all day? no, I I love what you said. I just think that there's also a way that men can hold their bodies and connect with their bodies that like that that is, and it's probably a numbers game. It's probably that there are less women, and it's probably that there are more male audience members. I guess I'm talking like the jerk off motion. How how often we see that on stage. And I'm not saying that's like the highest form of our art, but like that is on stage a lot. And there's just, and I'm not saying that, I'm just saying that if you see a woman do that, like if she's doing like a jerk off motion or something like that. It would kill me. It would kill you. Right. And it's just, it's just a much bigger deal. That's all I'm saying. It's like, if chicks started doing this, like give me a fucking break, (laughs) like doing like a fingering themselves (laughs) hand, that would fucking kill me. But even a guy that's talking about himself where he's like, so I'm like doing this, like, like guys, I'm, there right. is a difference in terms of amount of time that you're going to hear a woman talking about her body. I'll tell you a bit you need to see. Uh, you need to see Lunell do her bit about waxing her pussy. And it's one of the funniest fucking things I've ever seen. And it's one of the nastiest fucking jokes I've ever heard. And she doesn't dance around it. Like, she's like, I put it all on my pussy. My pussy's burning. <laughs> like... It's so fucking graphic, <laughs> and it's hilarious. But I, I remember, I remember watching that with Burr, and we were laughing so hard. And I remember thinking, like, there it is. That's like a dude talking about like his little dick or something. <laughs> like, that's like a girl just fucking talking about her pussy in a way that isn't dirty in a sex way. She's just being like, "This is what it's like to have a pussy," Ugh, you know. And it, I thought it was so fucking funny. Well, need to watch that bit. So I will. I would love to watch that. That sounds great. Yeah. And I will say that, like the the final thing that I'll just say on this is, I, I mean, I hope we can all get there. Of course, like <laughs> I I want I want that too. But you know that that as a dude, when you get up on stage, you you have to know that like less people are gonna try and. And well, the, the thing look, is, I don't mind being sexualized biological... in like a cool way where it's like, oh, she's hot. Of you know, like I, I'm never gonna be like. Fuck you for looking at me as a sexy thing. I'm talking about like somebody in the audience being like, I want to fuck your pussy. Look, which happens. There's a biological hump that needs to be gotten over for a female on stage. Yeah. I'm not saying I think we, we shouldn't be able to get past this, but it's true. There's an inherent genetic thing that makes men and women look at a woman on stage and immediately go, she's not a hunter leader. She's a gatherer. That's like caveman shit. Hold on. Okay. I'm not saying that in a sexist way. I'm saying there's some bullshit in your brain that just goes off like that. It's the same reason why our lizard brains still work 
It's the same reason why we have fight or flight happening at all times. It's the same reason why we have holes in our brains from the internet because your brain is like on guard waiting for lions to jump out of the trees at all times. There's lizard brain shit in here that goes all the way back to Neanderthal times. And that's a fucking hump that girls have to get over on stage. And it sucks that you have to get over it, but it's true. And I think recognizing it, I'm not saying you have to talk about it. I'm just saying if you recognize that and go, they're going to fucking, which you do, because you're going, for some reason, that's the fucking reason. No, I, I mean, I know you that know? also, but I would just say that, like, I think that some of that is also, I know that there is some of it that is biological and that lizard brain thing, right, but I right. also think that it, just as much of it, I think if it was just like a 50-50 thing, I think just as much of it is women being taught to agree and women being taught to support and women right. being taught to nurture because we have those tendencies and then we are retaught those tendencies. So I think sure, that one thing yeah. that's amazing about female comics is like it's this brilliant point. It's like this, it's because you said like hunter gather like hunter leader, but how I think about it like like a priesthood really. I think about it like almost like a religious experience where it's like right. this like philosophical teacher, and I mean God, that's so that's so fucking arrogant. What, but of course, stand up, yeah, like well. that is our greatest. <laughs> I don't agree with that. But How like, can you not agree with that? So, it's us talking about what's important not, to us. Here's the thing. of course, Listen, of course we're talking about what's important. I'm not talking about our perspective on it. I'm just saying when the, the, the immediate knee-jerk reaction that an audience has, and, and I've heard comics debate this forever, and they're always scratching their heads going, I don't get it. How come when a female goes on stage? I'm telling you why a female goes on I really but believe But I, I don't necessarily... I I'm think that's what happens. They just inherently go, nope, I'm not going to laugh. But I don't know laugh. that that starts... I don't know that that starts when you say it starts. I'm not saying it... There's definitely a part there, but I'm saying right. that also I have... All, I have my, my thought has always been, and I'm glad to hear that new perspective because I think it does you know push it back a little bit. My point has always been like, you know, I grew up watching, even though I, I was like never a Seinfeld fan. Right. That is That was on in every television right. for like 15 years of our life or however fuck long that show was on TV. And like he is on stage in front of a brick wall. Like it looks right to see a man on stage in front of a brick wall, even to me, a woman. Because like Johnny Carson and David Letterman and... And Jay Leno and Jerry Seinfeld, like the most famous people that we've seen do that sure, pose, sure. are dudes. Sure, so of course it's going to look weird. Of course it looks weird. Like I, there, I no. don't think it looks weird, but, but I think the average person probably deep back here does. And even maybe I would say like even maybe back there you do. And I, and I don't think that's necessarily a bad thing. I, I'm saying like we, you know, of course if like we we look at the world through every experience we've ever had. And of course you've been in comic for a very long time. I'm not saying you're like, fuck women on stage. I'm saying right. like, you know, there's that moment where you're just trying to adjust. Well, What's this new yeah, thing. Yeah. I think, uh, I, th who, well, I, Oh, real quick too. I think it goes a step beyond. I think it goes a step beyond just the Seinfeld Carson thing. I think every image you've ever had of a scene of a famous general. Yeah warlord anything it's them in front of a flag or some kind of stone wall you know what i mean when people it's, ask me why women why more women don't do stand-up which is something you're asked all the time if you're a stand-up i always say the reason more women don't do stand-up is because more women don't do stand-up like you only try to become something you think you could be you know like if there's no example then it's impossible to think that you could be that 
you agree with the notion though that like like uh you know I remember Christopher Hitchens thing in that article he wrote that got a lot of um controversy was that he was like you know he he was like I think women are less funny than men only because men are the ones that are chasing the sex uh more frequently than women so therefore they have to develop this other skill set to charm people and that's where humor starts to come in you know I read like a book about the brain and laughter right that um actually talked about laughter as deference right so like we laugh when we think something is funny but we also laugh when we're ceding control right and in like a dating situation right traditional heterosexual dating situation right women being taught like oh, the dude should take control of the date. Like, he's going to make the jokes and you laugh. That's like how you, that's the conversation. Like, that's right. how we let each other know. Right. And I think that carries over to stand-up. So I think it, it's, I don't know that it's like, I don't know, again, I don't know how far back it goes. Like, I don't know that it's like, women don't have this thing. I think it, you know, yeah, like you're saying, men do have to be charming because women can only have like one sexual partner at a time if they get pregnant biologically and men can have like a bunch or whatever they're trying well, to spread their seed but i do yeah. think it's that act of like deference and so it there was a really fascinating part of this book where it was doing percentages of like the number of men that will laugh at men versus the number of men that will laugh at women versus the number of women that will laugh at women and the number of women that'll laugh at men like you know doing the like diagram of who laughs most at each other and it's yeah. like even men have a hard time laughing because they're because nobody wants to defer. The easiest thing right. is like for a dude to be the leader from what we're taught our entire life. My the favorite, easiest thing is for the dude to be the leader and for the woman to defer. My favorite sitcoms are female-fueled sitcoms. And I think it's a shame that we don't have more of that. Like I love The Golden Girls is my favorite sitcom of all time. We have something in common. Oh, good. Finally. <laughs> I think we have more in common than it seems like we do. We're uh, having great I think, conversations. I think it's amazing. No, I think it's amazing. I'm making fun of the fact that we've I love it. Uh, been yelling so much, but I think it's wonderful. Uh, this is probably... Are we done? I think I, I like, think, have to go home yeah, yeah. or I'm going to faint how, on What are we floor? at here? We're at two hours? Holy okay, crap. Okay, let's get a clean ending. We're going to do two parts of this. Let's get a clean ending uh, and then just some sort of... This is part two now. Um... I'll tell you where part two starts. Remember when, when we first said how long are we at? Da, 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 and, and then Cameron said, let's wrap it up. And I was like, what are we at? An hour 14. But after all, cut all that shit out. And the first thing she says when it starts the conversation, and that's where part two should. Well, no, that's not where part. You, you'll figure it out. All right. Okay. Okay. We're not going to do any questions. Let's just do the clean ending. What the fuck was you were just talking about the Golden Girls. Oh, like my favorite sitcom of all time is the Golden Girls, like far and away, you know? It, Which is it really the is. best sitcom of all time. Yes, we have something in common. <laughs> Good. Uh, yeah, it's it's wonderful. And I think it's a shame that there isn't more like that on television or in film. Um, you know, I think it's a bummer that a lot of the time the women that get a get a shot at, at being leads in something, there's always a gag that goes along with it. It's either like, well, get it? She's not pretty, so yeah. we make fun of that a lot. Or she's fat, see? Or whatever. And it's like, why does it have to be any of those things? 
You know, it's like it seems like when women make it, it's more in like that John Belushi, Chris Farley way where it's like, here comes a tornado of a dame. You know what I mean? Like, we'll we'll dress her up like a ninja and do some time travel comedy instead of just like a Betty White where it's like, no, here's like an attractive woman that's just fucking hilarious. You and know? I would say that one reason that that is such a successful show, probably the reason, is because that show is about relationships. And that show, even though it was written by men, is a very feminine show in their sensibility with each other. That's another thing where the female sense of humor that can be based in relationship and the way people talk to each other, that is something that is like undervalued. Yeah. Because like dudes might be like that, that like masculine, just to take it back to masculinity, that like commanding, like shut the fuck up and listen to me thing. That is funny. There's another type of funny, which is the kind of funny that happens between people that love each other that are different types of people. I agree. And that's why like Orange is the New Black is a runaway hit. It's that same reason. That's that, it's yeah. that thing that women have to offer that is often underrated because it's, it can't be sold to 18 to 35 year old guys. Fuck that. Let's sell it to those guys. Well, it's been it's been a dream of mine for for many many years because Sex in the City one of my other favorite shows of all time as you can see from the hot pink box. Yeah, man. Up there. Uh one of my favorite shows of all time. I love it. Um it's been one of my dreams for years to like try to make a male sort of sex in the city. And every time you, that's like, that's like one of those pitching no-nos. It's like, never say that. Yes. Never say this is the male sex in the city. It's been pitched a million times. Apparently never been made. That's why I want to see it. And everybody goes, well, Entourage. No, Entourage wasn't. Entourage was a bunch of guys swinging their dicks around that had a lot of money. No, I want to see dudes that are in the position I am in where they, they struggle with dating and they're sensitive and they have commitment issues and that hurts them. And they're not, you know, they're not looking at commitment issues as, as being a pimp and crushing a lot of ass. They're looking at it like, man, am I fucked up? And am I ever going to get married? And is there something wrong with me? I, I watch Sex and the City because I relate to Sarah Jessica Parker. I relate like when she talks about love and she's like, I want to fall into crazy, uncontrollable, yeah. whatever love. And like, and I relate to Samantha just boning everybody in sight and just like, I don't know, <laughs> I'll figure it out. Like, I relate to Miranda, like, because I get bitchy and I'm very pessimistic about the whole thing. I relate to that fucking show. And I don't see it out there for men. And I wish we, we would see a little more of it because I think that in its own weird way, that is a form of masculinity. I think part of masculinity is not just admitting that you're masculine, and acting in the traditional masculine sense, Ernie, here comes the wrap-up. It's also knowing when not to be masculine. There it is. A little effeminate to the masculine. That's right. You with me here, Cameron? I think that, just to go back to your Christopher Hitchens point to wrap this up, that also assumes that there's nothing that like women have to offer that is different. So, yes, yeah, Sex in the City is fucking, Sex in the City is fucking, first of all. But Sex in the City is also women interacting with each other. Yes. And that is, that is something that is hard to carry off in stand-up for the same reason that we've talked about. Where you get up on stage and you're, like, talking about yourself the way that a woman would talk about herself. That can be hard. Right. But, like, God, is that great when you see somebody su succeed at that. That's so brilliant. And I think there'll just be more of it in the future. I hope so. I think it's so necessary and I think it's also where we're headed i hope so well you just achieved two firsts ever on this podcast the first is that we did a two-parter and the second is is that i kind of was a little lost through that last thing you were saying perfect 
<laughs> and I was agreeing because I was like, yeah, it sounds like a thing I'm supposed great. to agree with. You can tell me I know. <laughs> no, I didn't say no. I literally wasn't Listen sure. Listen back to it later. What you were talking about. But I, it sounded like it made sense. And it sounded like it was like a nice thing to say. Uh, or the I right think so. I think it was the right thing to say. I'm very smart. Oh, great. Oh, great. Oh, great. <laughs> Uh, right, Cameron, thanks for being here. What do you? What would you like to plug? This was amazing. Two hours. Yeah, yeah. I can't believe it. Plug it. What do you want? Uh, put your hands together, which is my podcast. Okay, that beautiful. Is recorded at the UCB Theater. You have been at that show. It's a stand-up show. I did it once, and I mm-hmm. couldn't have my set recorded. Which it's a, it's a great podcast where they record the stand-ups and play the sets. And I was preparing some new material for something, and I couldn't record the set. So you were kind of just let me do an interview. Well, we'll have you back. I will come back and do a set Good. that you can record. Um, yeah, listen to Put Your Hands Together and check out her albums. Uh, well, one's out now and the other, other one's coming The one drops in October. Out. Yeah. October! Check it. Uh, oh, and speaking of albums, pre-order coming soon for my new, get this Ernie, double album of unreleased B-side material from the last seven years of being on the road. Uh, more details to come and... Uh, Whenever this comes out, I don't know. I'm in New York all July. I'm up at uh, Comics 4th of July weekend at the Foxwoods Casino, and then I'm at um, Helium Buffalo, and then I'm going to be doing spots around New York City. You'll probably find me at the stand. Uh, August, come into um, Acme Comedy Club at the sometime in August. So anyway, uh, we'll see you guys. Thanks. <laughs>